Welcome back to Technotopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have Bilal Pervez. He's the founder of Tube. This is Technotopia. Hi, guys. Real quick before I start, I do a lot of hiring. I, uh, I have a number of businesses that I'm working on, and one of the tools that I like to use is called ZipRecruiter. Let me tell you a little bit about it. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. You don't have to visit all the job boards. It basically does it for you. Uh, they also have matching technology. ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. It reaches out to candidates so you don't have to. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. And ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. 80% in one day. <clears throat> With results like that, it's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is the highest rated hiring site in America. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash techno. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash techno, T-E-C-H-N-O. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. I'm John Biggs. Welcome back to Technotopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have Bilal Pervez. He's the founder of Tube, C-H-U-B-E. Tell us what uh, Tube is, Bilal. Thanks for joining us. Awesome. Pleasure to be here. Mm -hmm. uh, Tube is a kid's video app that chooses the best content from the best sources found on YouTube. It's for kids uh, and for parents to use with their children. And why did you make this thing? It is, what's the, uh, I mean, I think I actually know the answer because, uh, <laughs> because I hate all YouTube content uh, yeah. all day long. But, uh, but why did you guys make this thing? Well, it's interesting you said that because it was one of your articles that actually inspired me. <laughs> uh, there was, there, there's loads of articles on the net um, all about uh, how YouTube is dangerous for your kids and how it's bad for your children. It traumatizes children. Um, and I believe yours was called YouTube is not for kids, uh, but there's there's tons out there, and it's been happening for for like for years. It's been happening since 2013, since uh, YouTube Kids was first launched. Mm -hmm. okay. So the problem's been around for a while. Mm -hmm. So tell tell me about your experience with this stuff. So I'm I'm familiar with the uh, the YouTube junk right now. Uh, you got like the Johnny Johnny videos. You got like all these weird like Spider Man kisses Elsa kind of videos, and that was the reaction. That's why they created. Uh, YouTube kids, but where is all this stuff coming from? Where's all this, this strange content coming from? It's coming from content providers who are basically making a quick buck off YouTube. Um, they can still monetize off YouTube uh, online on the website and also in the app as well. So on YouTube, uh, these kids, kids content providers get, you know, they rack up millions and millions of views per video, all thanks to the algorithms and the sort of reputation that each content provider has gotten over the last years because because a lot of these sort of the, the creators of Johnny Johnny Yes Papa and and Spider Man Kisses Elsa and the other different ones like you know there's there's recent ones about how to sharpen knives that mm -hmm. kids have even been complaining about uh, these are these are channels that aren't really new they've been around and been doing this for years and years and naturally the the videos sort of escalate to the top of the search rankings and uh, yeah th th there's 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 no real solution for YouTube to turn to just because these are big channels. They've got millions and millions of subscribers. 
mm-hmm. and it will be sort of equivalent to what happened to Logan, Logan Paul when his YouTube channel was first cancelled this year. You know, these are very, very big accounts and they're getting very, very big, big view counts. So I don't want to I don't want to focus primarily on this, but are these are these companies making money? Are these folks actually making money with these with these things? And is there? Oh, and I mean, what's the what's the answer then? Because we're basically looking at a world where the future of children's content is Johnny Johnny Yes Papa, and I don't. And this <laughs> is the the podcast is about the, a better future, so it's not. So we can't harp too much on the uh, on the terrible current <laughs> current current uh, time that we're living in. Yeah, but. Uh, but if that's the only content that's available, that's the only that's the only content that gets popular, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm happy you said that as well because you know uh, one of the things I really like to talk about is how so far people have just complained about it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not to particularly you know pointing at you, John. Uh, mm-hmm. But in in a sense, the journalist did an amazing job at sort of highlighting the issue and really analysing what's wrong with these videos, why they're bad. So the journalists have done that on one level. Parents have co- have contributed to it as well to the awareness of this problem mm-hmm. by either just not letting the kids use it, uh, or just you know providing quotes for these for these big viral articles about these dangerous videos. Uh, and even recently this year, you know BBC sort of they published a video of I think it was four children sitting uh, next to a, a Google executive and saying, you know, complaining directly to them saying, why is my kid uh, watching these videos? The kids are saying sorry to the to the actual Google executive. Why, why am I seeing these videos on mm-hmm. YouTube and YouTube kids? So people are complaining about it. But in terms of the future, I think the one sort of voice that's remained silent is businesses. So something that I really want to talk about is how businesses can come in and sort of change the, the landscape, the economic landscape of this sector of kids entertainment on digital devices. Because I think we learn from our mistakes and so far everything's been done wrong. But I do want to sort of call for businesses to sort of come into this environment and, you know, make things better for for you know OTT online streaming for kids mm. kids content how is how does your how does your software work what are you guys working on okay so what what tube does is it's a very basic solution and i know it's not perfect but i think we will get there in the future but what tube does immediately is it sources content from youtube but only from the verified the channels that we sort of recognize channels where the content on them like for example let's just say nickelodeon or nick jr mm-hmm. or pbs kids um this sort of content, you know, it's going to be vetted because this content doesn't just appear on YouTube. It appears on, you know, YouTube, which is open source. It's an open environment. It also appears on TV channels. So everything has to be sort of regulated first. They, you know, these TV channels have a reputation to, to withhold. So in a sense, what Tube does is it just makes sure that every single piece of content is made by a reputable source. Uh, and and we judge that on basis on the basis of things like our parent community and also just a good track track record. You know, a company that hasn't produced Johnny Johnny Yes Papa videos. That's mm-hmm. that's definitely a, a little verification tick for us. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, it's 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 just a combination of things really. But that's essentially what Tube is. It's a selective selective app that chooses what sort of content to source. And in the future, we might be looking at talking directly to some of the some of the good channels and good content providers and saying, look, we don't want to monetize through advertising, which is what these sort of blood money sucking, blood sucking leeches mm-hmm. on YouTube are doing, taking advantage of the of the Google simple ad system where they get clicks here and there. And most of the worst thing is, most of all, some of these clicks are, ac- are accidental because these kids don't really know what they're touching. So another another thing that Tube, Tube does is it 
it has a locked touchscreen. So, you know, it, it sort of it, it has like parent kids features, like security features. Mm-hmm. So, so that the, the parent is confident that their child won't ever be able to to get off that app and go to a different sort of third party website. So, so it basically turns the phone into a kiosk. Like you basically just can't you can't leave it. You can't go. Did, are, so the one one of the things that I've noticed, and again, I don't want to. This is that this is this is near and dear to my heart, but it's like uh, like one of the kids that I, things I've noticed is like my son will sit there and he'll he'll hit one he'll hit one YouTube video and it'll be like I don't know Johnny Johnny yes Papa and we're like all right fine and we can watch some ABCs or whatever and then all of a sudden he goes into like some kind of somebody like some weirdo playing with with uh, with cars or like or like Thomas the Tank Engine and then it goes into one of these like asthma videos and then it goes into I don't know some 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 somebody getting murdered in Star Wars or whatever so it's it's not awful it's not horrible but it's constantly it just gets worse and worse as he goes down this rabbit hole of uh, of content yeah yeah i i, I honestly I've, I've heard so many stories about this happening and you know there, there's a here's a statistic for 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 you um jack nickass who's also a journalist he sort of he done a study of youtube and found out that like i think it's around 70 percent of videos are driven through suggestions and of course youtube has has their autoplay uh, activated for their mobile app, mobile app as well as the web app. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, through the suggestions, if 70% of videos are watched through the suggestion sidebar or the autoplay, you know, you don't know where your kids can end up. And, and that's exactly why, you know, you'd find your kid watching a, watching a Johnny Johnny Yes Papa, mm-hmm. which is, like you said, it's not that dangerous, but it's, it's just annoying. So if the kids like it, the kids like it. But what they might stumble onto afterwards can be a lot more dangerous. And because YouTube is essentially... It's an app for the internet, and the internet was first an ad- an adult thing, and it yep. still, to an extent, is an adult thing. Um, so, put, you know, showing your kids that sort of environment, you know, I liken it to to sort of you you leave your your child, you you're fine to leave your child in the back garden, but you're mm-hmm. not really fine to leave your child out into the open on the street because anything can happen on the street. And to an extent, Tube, what I, what what I've built is a back garden where your where your parents can sort of watch you play from a distance. But YouTube is definitely a street and it, you know, I think it's sort of a bit wrong that it's been the only option for parents to be using. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad to finally, you know, be able to say I'm working on something that's trying to solve this issue. So the, so the interesting thing that you, that you uh, point out here is that you get, you look at vetted content. So I, I came from a world where we basically destroyed all forms of content uh, by being a journalist. We, we destroyed magazines. We destroyed. Uh, we destroyed big, uh, like basically catalogs and things. It all just went away when the internet and blogging came about. So how do you? And the 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 problem is that you have a deficit. You have a dearth of good content. So how do you maintain good content when the world basically just wants free content? That's that's a very good point. The way I see it is, um, and I, and I look for the success stories here. So I look at Netflix and Amazon Prime and think, right, they, they, they showcase loads of movies and TV channels, which a lot of us, I don't want to incriminate myself, but a lot of us in the past would download for free. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, because people have sort of become accustomed to the idea of, you know what, you have to, sort, you have to pay for good content. People are sort of getting accustomed to that because it happens extremely slowly. I assume that the same would happen for kids' videos in the future too. Um, of course, now people are accustomed to having it for free. But with with tiny things like seeing how the content is bad and it's cheap and it's not high quality, there is a market for people who do 
who are willing to to pay a bit of extra just because of what's happened with happened with Netflix and Amazon Prime and now TV. People are more accustomed to paying for sort of packages of of, of content and not actually expecting it to be free so long as it's high quality because no one would pay for rubbish YouTube videos on Netflix. Mm-hmm. They only pay for Netflix because the actual content is sublime. Um, so I think I, I think if you do sort of you know move towards a subscription based platform or keeping it free but using other monetization strategies, um, if you move towards the whole high high quality sort of market, you I th- I I believe people are are willing to sort of move away from YouTube just because they know that there's high quality in a different area. I think people will always sort of gravitate towards high quality. No one's gonna, you know, watch YouTube on an iPad if there's a TV in front of them. But again, how do you how do you gravitate towards high quality when when the lowest common denominator just constantly uh, constantly rises to the top? That's the that's that's my that's my biggest problem with the future of content, for example. And we're talking about we're talking about this from a content standpoint versus a, even a childhood development standpoint, because if you if you guys create this app and you tell a child to look at this app instead of YouTube, the, the, all of a sudden there's a, there's the need for good vetted content. And eventually Johnny, Johnny, yes, pop pop ends up on there and you have no control over it. Is mm. that, is, isn't that a concern? I mean, it's a, it's a concern only if our database was open to, to, to people mm-hmm. who make Johnny, Johnny, Papa because it's closed we do like to keep a very, very high standard. So right now, of course, that includes that, that that's restricted to the Nickelodeons of the uh, of the world mm-hmm. and the Disney Channel, for example. Um, but the Yes Papas and the Johnny Johnnies, we're hoping to sort of get rid of bad content and replace it with good t- content so long as there's monetization because I think there will always be bad content on YouTube. I don't think that will ever stop. And mm-hmm. I don't think YouTube or Google will ever try to put a stop to it because it's a massive, massive market for them. Um, but at the same time, I think there's still room because when I look at a video and I see, you know, a crappy, crappy, kid, uh, sorry, a rubbish kids video and it um, and it has, you know, hundreds of millions of views, I think a good portion of those views would rather be spent elsewhere. OK, I would like to see uh, what, what do you think content looks like in the next uh, in the next 10 years? What is is YouTube? Does YouTube win? Uh, are there still channels? Are there still TV? Uh, in the future? I personally believe just because how how I've seen the landscape change over the last few years, I think people are valuing information like good information a lot more than they did in the past just because nowadays there's just a lot of cluttering. You know, I, and I mean this on a micro level, I'll say this is stuff like, you know, loads of pop-ups appearing on financialtimes.com mm-hmm. and, pe- and them asking you, you know, can you pay up for good quality content? I think that there is this slow gravitation towards good content. People want to know more information. People are signing up to podcasts to keep up, up, up to date. Um, so I think good content is what the future looks like. And in terms of YouTube, I see YouTube adapting in a way where it's, it, it really genuinely encourages amazing content. It encourages its content producers to make great content and it really does boost them up in the rank. Mm-hmm. So in, in a way, I do see YouTube providing a solution to this just by simply, you know, boosting up it's sort of like an instagram where if you search a name the verified name will, will likely you know appear at the top in comments the verified the verified instagram user will appear at the top and i think the same will happen with search as well um just just to stop all this cluttering because at the start there wasn't that much cluttering just because there wasn't that many people making the content now that there's so many people making the content there's a lot of rubbish and i think youtube will sort of 
still exists, but I think it'll be a lot more curated and the, the, the people who make amazing content will be celebrated a bit more. And external from YouTube, from other businesses in the, in the arena, that would probably leave space for people like, for companies like Tube, who, who similarly want to, want to, you know, host, host amazing content. Uh, luckily for Tube, it's just, you know, it's kids related, but I think this is actually where YouTube can be contended. Uh, it'll be contended by, you know, companies that um, want to create, you know, want to, want to submit high quality content too. Uh, like Netflix and Amazon Prime, for example. That so, I I see a positive future without a doubt. Um, I think there will be more money put into it. I don't. I think the internet's becoming less free. Uh, you know, as the years go by, but I think the reason, the main reason why it's becoming less free is because people are demanding better content. Hmm. So the idea that the that the that's a that's an interesting point that the internet is becoming less free so we're basically looking at it's from a normalization of of youtube youtube was the 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 ideal of most of these content plays were supposed to be freedom 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 put anything you want up there uh, my manifesto is that i create and and i share with the world etc and what you're suggesting is that something like even something like tube is basically like a one of ch one channel among many that focuses primarily on curated content and it's more curation so a guy like logan paul can't come out of this system anymore or is or is are folks like logan paul the future of stardom folks like logan paul um or whatever his name is the, the guy with the guy with the the guy with the suicide forest and the whole yeah i mean people it's, it's guys like logan paul i think if they if they can keep a high quality sort of uh, level of content, I think that they will they would survive. But I think a lot of the minor sort of bloggers um, who don't already have a following, I don't think they can get away with, you know, producing bad quality content. And you you, you hear of you know I, I read an article the other day that basically was from a from a YouTuber who just said this is too much for me. You know, my fans demand to you know two or three episodes per week. Um, and they want it to be amazing, and I simply can't make that much content as one person. I, I, mm -hmm. I can't do it. And of course, that's why people are sort of, you know, going towards Patreon to try and get subscribers for their videos. Because it's quite simple. YouTube aren't really supplying much of a of a subscribe and pay for my 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 video content. They're not really supporting that for the creators yet. So people have to, you know, go to go to Patreon to to try and get some money from this. Um, and in all honesty, there's a big, there's a big void in, as far as I can see, in terms of how to monetize online. Like, um, I, I just don't believe that banner ads are doing the job that initially, you know, people, people would think in the past when internet was first starting about 20 years ago, mm -hmm. that people being able to click on ads and actually, you know, using a call to action and having an, having a conversion straight on the on, on the window, people thought that that would be amazing. And social media, of course, is is further, you know, highlighting that idea. But in the long term, I think people can see when they're looking at a page, what's an ad, what's not. Essentially, what to avoid and what they're there for. Internet, to me, is a very, you know, it's, it's a thing that you don't go primarily just to browse around. Usually there is a reason why you're on a website or a reason mm -hmm. why you're on a web page. So I, I think the whole, I mean, I'm just predicting here, but I think the whole monetization sort of, landscape is it will be contested in the future and it'll probably evolve into something else and i do believe my app tube is just like a part of the part of the 
you know, the big wave of how content changes in the future. Mm-hmm. Though I must add, I do think it's very, I, I do think it's a positive change because it will only result in better quality content as opposed to clutter on the internet. Yeah, I'd like to see that happen. That's uh, that's going to be an interesting. I'd like to what I, the the the, uh, the the free market guy in me says. Let's let's make the internet as free as possible. But the uh, the person who doesn't want a bunch of junk on the internet says no. All right. Um, what's what's the uh, what's the future for for all this animation? Is there is it is it going to be more just computerized uh, sweatshop style animation, or is there more? Mm more kids content that you're seeing if what's what's your favorite piece of kids content that you've seen uh was that on youtube or on, on anywhere the, on the i guess really i mean just anywhere uh, that you are yeah um well my my favorite kids content personally just from my perspective is mm-hmm. and always will be and 3d animation i love it um unfortunately it's becoming easy and easy to make these days so that's why you look at the donny donny papa videos and they are 3d animations um but even those, you can see, you know, like you said, the sweatshop sort of vibe. You can see that the same sort of dance routines and mm-hmm. are being used in every single mm-hmm. video. The colors, colors might be changed here and there. Um, but in terms of the future, I think, I, I you know, I, I, I listened. I think it was to your podcast actually about VR. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I think, I think your guest was talking about how, how, uh, in the future we'll be able to talk to people and have social interactions through VR headsets, and it'll be very, very real. I. I, I am wondering as to whether there could be a potential VR world. I'm, I'm talking about just video to a general audience here. I don't really want to see kids wearing VR headsets. That doesn't look like a very promising future oh, yeah, in my yeah, eyes. No. <laughs> um, but I, 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 think, I think content will be a little bit more immersive, maybe involve AI as well. So I don't know if you remember Dora the Explorer, but Dora mm-hmm. would always sort of speak to the audience and say, you know, did you, do you think I should go or, you know, where shall I go next? Shall mm-hmm. I call the map? You know, I, I think AI might be able to actually maybe pause videos or put videos on a sort of loop until a child answers. I, I, I do think that content in general for children is going to navigate towards educational content too, because every single parent cares about the education of their child, as well as the safety. I think safety is the primarily con- prim- primary concern, but education is probably number two on the list. And technology, of course, has... A, a, an amazing, incredible potential for the propagation of, of education. Um, it hasn't been realized perfectly just yet, but with things like the Khan Academy, I think all that's really missing from this puzzle is uh, probably um, a, a state of organization, a better state of organization, um, and pushing it to more platforms. So in terms of kids, I think this will really be pushed towards children as well mm-hmm. and the age of the age the age of sort of mindless entertainment that's just catchy i think if possible parents would probably prefer their children to to learn something in a catchy way and always navigate towards education as opposed to you know just entertainment mm-hmm. all right very cool where can people uh, where can people try out the app is it on the uh, app store or is it ready to go yeah it's on the it's on the apple app store um the android version should be out around about four weeks from now mm-hmm. but the app store the apple app store version is is ready you can find it on our website that's um www.tubemedia.com c-h-u-b-e media.com all right and uh yeah perfect yeah thanks for this this is a this was an interesting conversation i wanted to i've been wanting to talk about talk about these topics but they're not really futuristic per se because they, they affect us immediately 
right? So that's pretty interesting. Yeah, well, I, I do hope that, you know, your listeners and just people who are who are interested in this would sort of, because it's, it's not just about you, but you, I, I do think that business owners do have a collective responsibility here to try and, I think they've been put off because of the whole monetization thing, you know, how are we going to make money without adverts? Mm-hmm. But there's, you know, off the top of my head, there's merchandising, there's books, there's subscriptions, um, there's, there's a live channel sort of idea that you can explore. There's, there's, ton, there's tons of ways. Um, I just think uh, the world sort of needs to move towards it. And I think it's all about timing as well. Sure. So, yeah, I think the industry just needs a bit of better, better timing probably. All right, let's see, where, let's see where we end up. Maybe we'll all be attached to uh, maybe we'll all be attached to VR headsets, looking at Johnny Johnny until we until we explode. <laughs> right. Yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully not. I mean, I don't want to be watching watching the Johnny Johnny, but the kids love it. Oh, no, they the don't. Kids oh. are crazy about it. <laughs> but I do like the memes. The memes are super sure, funny. Sure, sure. Well, we, we 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 have fun around the house. We basically make fun of those things. We're like Johnny Johnny. Eating sugar, yeah. use papa, and then we just go nuts. It's the voiceover that's the most that's the most funny because like the Johnny Johnny yes papa videos are what's well, main audience is UK and, and the USA, and the voiceovers are clearly Indian. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, it's, it's just, maybe, maybe it's all coming from one central source. We will have to figure that out. I think so. I think there's probably just three voiceovers: one yep. for Papa, one for Johnny, and one for probably the mother or something. <laughs> and and they're just making you know loads of money off this, and they're loving this 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 viral storm of sure, videos. Sure. That's, that's happening. All right. Well, I'll thank you for joining us on Technotopia. Uh, this has been a hoot. Oh, it's no problem at all. Thanks for having me. I, I appreciate the opportunity this for talking been, about this. This has been Technotopia. I'm John Diggs. Uh, we'll see you next week. Technotopia is brought to you by Happy Fun Corp. Happy Fun Corp is a design-driven technology company in Brooklyn, New York, that specializes in building mobile and web applications for startups and Fortune 500 companies. Whether it's a new mobile or web application that will help people experience the internet in a fun new way, or software that will interface with a new piece of top-secret hardware, Happy Fun Corp is always up to the challenge. Big or small, Happy Fun Corp loves building software and loves working with great people. Come build with them. HappyFunCorp.com Technotopia is also sponsored by Jaywalk. Jaywalk is a new app that pays you to walk. You can try it out at jaywalk.me. It's created by me, John Biggs, and a few of my friends. jaywalk.me, please check it out.